Hello and welcome to Screaming in Silence. For most of us, severe pain is thankfully a fleeting experience, but for some, like myself, it's a permanent companion. For the past 25 years, everything I have done or experienced has been accompanied by chronic pain. Yet, to the surprise of most, I consider myself one of the luckiest people alive and I'm thankful for this journey. Through this podcast series, I'll share with you my story and the insights I have gained that have allowed me this perspective. The following is from the website hopkinsmedicine.org. The brachial plexus is a bundle of nerves that stems from nerve roots in the cervical and upper trunk sections of the spinal cord, C5 through to T1, creating a network that connects to the nerves in the arm. These nerves control the motions of your wrists, hands and arms, allowing you to raise your arm, type on your keyboard or throw a baseball. The brachial plexus nerves extend to the skin and are sensory too. For instance, they let you know that the pan you just grabbed with your hand is too hot to hold. Hopkins lists different types of injuries associated with the brachial plexus, from stretching, ruptures, through to avulsion. So, what is a brachial plexus avulsion? A brachial plexus avulsion occurs when the root of the nerve is completely separated from the spinal cord. This injury is usually caused by trauma, such as in a car or motorcycle accident. More severe than ruptures, avulsions often cause severe pain. Because it is difficult and usually impossible to reattach the root to the spinal cord, avulsions can lead to permanent weakness, paralysis and loss of feeling. A section from a report on me by Southern Rehabilitation Institute in my home city reads, and in particular, brachial plexus neuropathic pain is described typically as the most significant, severe and difficult to manage pain condition known. This episode will be about the pain I experience, the intensity, the regularity and how it affects me on a day-to-day basis. I will describe how the pain feels, the crushing, burning, cutting, breaking, stabbing and tearing. As I touched on in the first episode, pain for me prior to my accident in 1997 was always a fleeting experience, acute pain from a burn or a cut or a punch in the arm for one of my older brothers, but never something that lasted beyond the physical cause behind it. The concept of chronic pain had never crossed my mind before I had the injury, but after it would become something I'd learned to adapt to and then master. It must be said, however, that it constantly pushes me to new levels, but the tools I've developed over the years allow me to stay one step ahead most of the time. No doubt you are aware of the pain scale. Some people use 1 to 5, some use 1 to 10. Myself, I use the latter, and on that scale, my pain is never less than a 3 out of 10. It averages at 7 out of 10, and exceeds 10 out of 10 over 100 times a day. These bursts that register over 10 can be here and gone in the blink of an eye, or last for hours. Anything below 7 out of 10 is a walk in the park for me, background noise type of pain. Between 7 and 10 is now becoming intrusive. I must work at masking the pain, and it is now beginning to affect my ability to concentrate and focus. It will slow me down and I begin to tense up. I automatically start taking more measured breaths to maintain my composure and move into fight or flight territory. I'll begin fidgeting, my one working hand grabbing at my clothing, twisting and pulling, clutching at my shoulder or chest on the injured side, or I'll need to get up and walk around the room or through the house in a futile attempt to leave the pain behind. Moving on to anything above 10 out of 10 and now I'm in full defence mode. 11 is slowing my movement dramatically, my mind has been flooded with pain, my focus is now almost fully dedicated to the spike. 12 out of 10 is now fully locked up, it hurts to make any movement, even moving my eyes or blinking. Jolts of energy smash through me, like lightning bolts, entering through my left shoulder and spreading throughout my entire body, tensing every molecule in a violent, crushing manner. 
My focus is now at less than 10%. My breathing is much harder to control. My mind is blinded with bright flashing colours of pain. Every fibre of my being is screaming out. If I need to, I'll try to make it to my bed to lie down for a while, which initially raises my pain, but allows me to relax completely and to let the pain do its worst. I learnt very early on that fighting the pain is a losing battle. I had to learn to give that fight up. It may stay at 12 out of 10 while this is happening, but as I give up the fight, the tension dissipates and a slight feeling of victory starts to well up. When the pain settles around 5 to 6, I can begin to move again, rising from my bed and returning to whatever I was doing beforehand. This can all take place over a couple of minutes, although it's more likely to be between 10 to 60 minutes long on average. And this is every day of my life for the past 25 years, over 9,000 days. I'm so used to being in pain that 7 to 8 out of 10 feels somewhat normal and mild to me, when really it's not. You could say my pain scale is out of whack. Pain that would knock most people down quite often gets nothing more than a murmur from me, as there is no point in putting in the energy to scream. It won't help. So I scream in silence. Apart from sleep, there isn't a moment when I'm not suffering. For the most part, you won't see it on my face or hear it in my voice as I've learnt to mask it, and more on that in a later episode. From the moment I wake until the moment I go to sleep, my companion is with me. It would be easy to say that pain is my life, and my life is pain. Of course, when I'm asleep, I'm not aware of my pain, but partners have all told me over the years of hearing me react to it while I'm sleeping. As I said, when I do wake, I'm instantly greeted with pain. There is no gradual easing into it. And this won't be at whatever time I intend to wake, but during the course of the entire night. I typically don't go to bed until very late to tire myself completely to make sleep easier, normally between 1 to 2am, but that doesn't guarantee uninterrupted sleep. Instead, I'll wait continually during the night until I finally decide that enough is enough and I'll get up. Most times I wake is purely due to pain waking me, and initially I'm unaware of where I am and what's happening, my mind being fully engulfed in flames. A moment later the realisation comes to me of what is happening, and I move about in bed to try and settle down a little. Refusing the desire to look at what time it is is futile. I must know how much longer this will go on for, hoping for it to be over soon, often realising I have hours ahead of me. Getting back to sleep can sometimes be an almost instant thing. Other nights it's hours of tossing and turning, begging for sleep to come carry me away again. I can't express how hard it is some nights to find sleep, to nod off when your body has been racked by intense pain, no matter how exhausted I am. But I'm in a comfortable bed, with a roof over my head, in a safe country. I'm already doing a lot better than many other poor souls who don't even have those basics. But at some point, the decision must be made to end the cycle, normally when I can no longer lie in bed comfortably. The pain drives me to get up and start my day. And what better motivator? The pain isn't going anywhere. It will not get better lying down any longer. So if I must face another day with it, then it's better that we work together, not against each other. Getting up and dressed is done in pain, as is making my morning coffee. Still drained from the night's performance, it takes some time for me to settle. Quite often, as I'm waiting for the jug to boil, I find myself standing motionless, the effects of the pain and the disturbed sleep still having an impact. I have a term for this, trapped in a smile. You see, while I'm carrying the effects of that night and a fresh dose of pain, seemingly frozen in place in time, I have a smile on my face. I'm here for another day, a day full of opportunity and experiences, and a day that none of us are promised. I know the day holds for me pain, some of which will be unbearable, will push me to my limits numerous times, will challenge me, will have me questioning how much more of this I can take, but I'm still here. I won the battle of yesterday, 
and today too will become another yesterday where I triumphed. How can I not wear a smile at that thought, for I will be victorious. There's a second reason for that smile. It's a smile of amazement at just how much pain I can experience and, well, not be dying. I think it's time now to give you a description of the pain. There will be a lot of feels like, because obviously every sensation that I describe isn't actually real. There is no force crushing me, no fire burning me, no skin being ripped from my arm. My pain is an illusion, a trick of the mind. But while this is an illusion, you can guarantee that this is very real to me. Starting at the shoulder, I have the feeling of not only having my shoulder crushed in a large clamp along with a large spike being driven down through it, but also a strong feeling of internal pressure, wanting to burst out, so forces both crushing and pushing out of my shoulder. The intensity of the internal pressure is such that I feel that taking a knife and piercing the area just below the collarbone would let out a rush of energy that would relieve the build-up. Sometimes it feels like blasting my shoulder with a shotgun would be more effective. Remember this is not only every day, but constantly all day long. Inside my chest on the left side, it often feels as though there is a spiked ball inside, slowly turning and tearing at my nerves and muscles. Moving down the arm to the tricep now, and imagine your tricep being sliced open and a metal clamp with sharp finger-like hooks digging into the muscle and tearing it from the bone. In contrast to the shoulder, this is a very, very sharp pain. It really cuts. It's actually quite a common sensation for me and is one of the more difficult ones to overcome. It really never is a mild sensation, rather very intense and intrusive. Next is the elbow, and once again, crushing is the name of the game here. Imagine your elbow trapped in a vice, and that vice has been tightened continually, but that's not all. <laughs> no, now imagine a hot sharp blade going up through the bottom of the elbow and extending into your humerus, and sorry to say, but that's not very funny at all. Moving on to the forearm, and thankfully no crushing feeling here. Instead, it feels as though the skin on the underside of my forearm has been torn off, exposing raw flesh and muscle. Not much more to say on that really, and hard to imagine I'm sure, but that's how it feels raw and exposed. Also, within the forearm it feels like there is a metal rod with hooks on it at each end, and this rod stretches out within the arm, kind of like a torture rack. Next is my wrist, and this is another hot point for me, a source of great pain. Imagine a metal clamp grasping your wrist, crushing and turning and grating continually. This goes very deep, in fact it feels like the entire wrist is experiencing this from outside to in. Finally, my hand, and this is the one that gives the greatest range and precision of feel. My hand feels like it's encased within an object that is crushing it, but inside my clenched and crushed fist is a red-hot sharp blade, searing and cutting into my palm. It also feels like the skin has been torn from my palm too, so we'll add that into the mix. Then I have the feeling of the bones of my fingers wanting to burst through flesh and skin, the pressure almost blinding sometimes. All my shoulder down to my fingertips feels as though it's on fire, and on occasion it feels like molten metal has been pumped through my veins. These are most but not all the sensations I feel. There are a lot of spikes and burns, electric shocks that occur all over my left arm and shoulder, but they are random and generally short-lived. A very good friend describes these as my sniper. I'll be in a conversation and then bang, I'm hit, and I get physically jolted, the wind knocked out of me, but then almost instantly I'm back in conversation. These sniper attacks happen continually across my day and I'm introduced to new ones quite often. Newer or old, they all become companions of sorts, some of whom have been with me for 25 years. This same friend also makes mention of my Tourette's and no I don't have it, but the random yelps and curses that come out of my mouth from the pain mid-flight in conversation might lead you to believe I do. 
While being in pain is constant, the intensity varies. There certainly are triggers that will influence this, but quite often there is no rhyme or reason to it. I can be sitting at my computer desk or at dinner, having a conversation, whatever, my pain hovering around three to four, so it only feels like I'm getting slightly stabbed and slightly burnt, and for no reason it can spike to a seven, or ten, or even higher. This makes life somewhat unpredictable, but that unpredictability can also be its own routine. Then there are external factors that can affect my pain level. Some of these I'll go into greater detail in a later episode, as they are directly related to the nature of my injury and pain condition. But some of them include things like temperature changes in both directions, movement, especially sudden, standing for long periods, position of my arm and hand, and even whether I can see my hand. But I can't wrap myself up in cotton wool just because of these risks. I need to function. So, knowing that I'm not in any immediate danger, you know, there is no vice or no fire, and in the knowledge that this can't kill me, I push on as much as possible. This knowledge is more powerful than you would think. Knowing that I'm not in danger allows me to buy a few seconds or minutes when the situation requires, say, for example, riding my motorcycle. This I'll discuss in a later episode, but mid-corner, leant over on a bike, there is no pause button. My survival requires constant focus. So, riding to me is quite often therapeutic, as it's something I love, and if it's something I want ongoing in my life, I have to develop coping strategies. Strategies that I can apply in other areas of my life as well. So, how does this affect me on a day-to-day basis? Well, from the moment I wake, it's playing a very active role in my life. It can limit my choices of activity, it can interrupt important events, it will steal from me time, time I'd rather be doing something productive or enjoyable. It limits my ability to work, It limits my ability to be able to plan my day. In fact, it limits me more than losing the use of my arm. When I had the accident in 1997, I was sent to a specialist to have my physical impairment measured for our national accident insurer. Using the standard at the time, it was established that I had a 60% bodily impairment from losing the use of an upper limb. This sounded excessive to me, but when you stop to think about how much we use both arms, from eating, bathing, dressing, tying shoelaces, driving, picking objects up, the list goes on. You can see how much losing the use of an arm would impact life. However, despite the 60% impairment, I consider the loss of use of my arm to be less than 10% of my injury, maybe even less than 5. That might give you an idea of how significant the pain is and how large of a role it plays in my life. But it also strengthens me. It motivates me to push on. It gives me the ability to face other obstacles in life with a different perspective. In later episodes, I'll expand on that. But I can't stress enough that it is a challenge to enjoy life when in constant pain. But when faced with no choice, you just have to work a bit harder to find the fun. The beauty of that is, the harder you work for something, the more you appreciate it. But to give you an idea, picture this. You sit down to enjoy your morning breakfast and cup of coffee while catching up on the morning's news. Surely one of life's simple pleasures. Now imagine your tricep being sliced open with a sharp blade. Those metallic finger-like claws tearing the muscle away from the bone. A spike being forced down through your shoulder. Holding back tears that will never come. Stifling a scream that no one will hear. Your focus fully on the task at hand. Moving the spoon to your mouth. There's no sense in stopping. This pain isn't going anywhere. You need to eat. No, you want to eat. You want to be informed of world events. You want life. Despite the slicing, tearing agony that has you on the verge of breaking... You get the spoon to your mouth and you lift your head to read that article and you appreciate how lucky you are to have that food, to have a computer to read the news on. You have a roof over your head. Your family is safe and well. 
You smile at this because the pain makes you realise how good you actually have it. Breakfast finished, you go and have your morning shower, the warmth of the water giving some respite, but still your body shakes from how much the pain burns, your face contorted by the sheer agony you're in as you try to bathe, and you think how lucky you are to have access to fresh hot water, a warm bathroom, and your favourite music playing. This is what pain has taught me, to appreciate what I do have, and how damn lucky I am. Ever been frustrated sitting in a queue of traffic? Bored in a meeting that isn't relevant to you? Stuck in a conversation that doesn't interest you or waiting for someone to turn up? Now imagine doing that with a vice crushing your elbow and the inside of your arm being stretched and torn. Or watching your children play, enjoying themselves, the sounds of laughter ringing out, good times. And the skin being torn from your arm and hand, and your wrist being crushed, your shoulder ready to burst. Do you tell the world to stop and give you a break? Do you retreat into a safe place away from life? Or do you find the resolve and determination to participate as much as possible? For me, there is only one choice. Sure, over the years I've learnt that I'm not superhuman and that I need to allow some compromise. I need to give myself a break, but I'm most certainly not going to give in and let this control me. Even when there are days that are just so bad I have to accept that they will be unproductive, I'm still in control. I'm giving myself that much needed break and I'm acknowledging there is nothing to be gained from expecting too much from myself. So, yes, on a day-to-day basis, the pain plays a big part in how my day is shaped, but it never changes my attitude about who the day belongs to. My pain may drag me into over a hundred battles a day, but for every one of those battles, I am the victor and I'm undefeated. It would be easy to consider this all to be too much, and unfortunately, I know of people who have done exactly that. Complex Regional Pain Syndrome, CRPS, is a killer. It's known as the suicide disease. It would also be easy to allow this to endlessly frustrate me, to make me angry, to depress me. But what would I gain from that? This is how my life is for me. Pain does not define me, but my life is now about pain. But it's up to me and only me what I make of that. And that's the same for all of us. No one else is responsible for how we perceive life or how we react to events other than ourselves. So even when we feel powerless, that we have no control, We are the one in control, and we are the one with the power. It's just up to us to choose to use that power, and how we use it. We cannot blame life or others for how we allow ourselves to feel or react. Thank you very much for taking the time to sit with me and listen to this part of my journey. In the next episode, I'll discuss theories behind why it's believed that I'm still in pain and treatments I've tried. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss out, please subscribe. I'll be putting a new episode up each week. You can find me on my Patreon page. Just search Screaming in Silence at Patreon.com or use the link in this episode's description. Joining gives you access to an exclusive community where you can ask me anything related to my journey or maybe about one you're on yourself, along with other Patreon-only content or if you just want to support this podcast. If you know of anyone who you think would benefit from hearing about my journey in pain management and life perspective, please do share. The more that can benefit the more worthwhile my journey becomes. Once again, thanks very much, take care, and I look forward to sharing more of you next time.